0: I guess when I think of flourishing, I'm thinking about two things, just to give you some context. Mm-hmm. Thinking about sort of to be fully the person God created us to be, be fully alive. But I'm also thinking about this idea of being in right relationships, the idea of shalom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that that's legitimate to say.
1: It, but in my mind, I'm, I'm associating shalom and, and flourishing. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beemers.
0: I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Dave and Abby, good to see you. Hello. Good to see you. (laughs) All right, folks. If you are new here, we find topics or questions or quotes from books we're reading. We circle around them. We explore each other's thinking. We try to have a lot of fun while doing that. That said, if you have ideas or questions or quotes or feedback about this podcast or simply want to share what hallway conversations you're having, Please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Even send us a short little email and and let us know where in the world you're Mm -hmm. listening to us from. Always get excited about that. Now, Dave and Abby, before we start, we need to let our listeners in on a little incident that happened
1: this week. (laughs) I know what you're going to bring up. (laughs) Now,
0: and I'm sure that our listeners have probably picked up on this. But it's hard to really get any dirt on Abby. <laughs> this is true. Did you guys
2: rewrite this? I'm just
0: in <laughs> because he's got a script, Abby. <laughs> because she does not make any many it's mistakes, magic. and if she does, I
2: hide them well. <laughs> she hides <laughs> them well.
0: She hides them well. Oh. Imagine our shock this week, though, Dave. I know you were as shocked as I was. Blown away when an email went out saying whoever left. A plate of food in the fridge over Christmas. It was a
2: container. It was could not you, a plate. Could it you, was you a please container. remove it? It had a lid
0: because it was getting moldy <laughs> and really smelly. Now I'm gonna be honest, Dave. Yep. Abby's not the first person that went through my mind. You, I'm a much more likely ed. candidate. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of other candidates <laughs> up I'm and down the hall. I present hall.
2: this way because <laughs> yeah. actually, right. like that is a pretty like I can forget about stuff like that quite <laughs>
0: Anyways, often. Imagine our shock. Imagine our shock when finally, after everyone chimed in, an email was sent out It was. Abby. Mine was
2: like the third email. Yeah. <laughs> I admitted it very quickly. Let that's, me just point that's,
0: that, that out.
1: That's fair. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, it was quite a week here, folks. Like that. We yeah. could do a whole podcast just on that.
2: It was mine. <laughs>
1: Alright. Thank you for owning that. You're, uh, welcome. Totally.
2: You're welcome. I will I don't have to say Matt very dramatically disposed of it for me. Which
0: I, don't was do very nice. <laughs> I don't do anything
2: there dramatically. I don't
0: do anything dramatically. There was a video, there was uh, a lot of comments. Maybe, maybe we could post that on the show notes. Guys are
2: not my friends. <laughs> All, right.
0: All right, folks. Now for a bit of a more a more formal check-in question before we begin. Um, feeling like I'm somewhat new still to Iowa. I've been here about 18 months now. I sometimes have a hard time looking out my window every day and seeing the sun. It is sunny here a lot, folks. And I come from a part of the world, the Pacific Northwest, where it was not sunny at all. seems a little hyperbolic, but it was almost never sunny in the winter. So when I see the sun, I right away think that it's going to be warm outside. And so imagine <laughs> my shock. Good luck. Imagine my shock. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <really> laughing
2: expectantly.
0: Imagine my shock. I'm still shocked every day when I see the sun. It's not just cold here. There's a whole nother. Have you gotten the
2: rhythm of sun dogs yet?
0: That's when it's sunny and really cold. Right. Right. Have you seen it's those? It's always really cold here yeah. for me, so you just need to know that. So anyways for me one of these things is still not like the other so here's today's quick check-in question what is one aspect of teaching for you that is much different than what you expected when you started teaching Ooh. that's a Ooh. great question that so you thought it would be a and, it, and i'm not like it doesn't i'm not looking for something negative or i'm like just mm-hmm. hey, i thought this ah, and it's actually that yeah
1: i
2: I'm kind of an introverted person in yeah. general, yeah. like in my social life. And so I thought I would actually not love being in front mm. of people all the time. Mm. And I actually get a lot of energy from it in the classroom, like for in short periods of yeah. time. Like I'm, I can draw from students. I like the interaction. Mm. I like the pacing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not who I am like out in the world. Yeah, sure. And so that's kind of a,
1: Oh, awesome! Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that, Abigail. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about that and the, the transition from teaching in K twelve to the transition in teaching in higher ed for me. Mm. And one of the things that I was pleasantly surprised about is the amount of flexibility we have in our day to day schedule mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. teaching in higher ed. And yeah. I guess I hadn't really thought that all the way through okay. um, before I started teaching okay. here. Um, but, but I do really appreciate that, and this is one of the things that I think we need to get better at in K-12 schools is building in time for teachers during mm-hmm. the school day Amen. in some way yeah. to have the time to think and plan and collaborate, mm-hmm. like things like this. The fact mm-hmm. that the three of us can sit down together on an afternoon and have a chunk of time that right. we can do this during our working hours, yeah. right? We've got to find ways to do better for mm-hmm. that for K-12, yeah. and I don't know the answer to that question, but I think it's one worth asking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah i would say for me I, th- I think maybe i was just naive i don't i did not anticipate um the emotional and physical investment exhaustion oh, yeah. like just the like you're putting your every part of your see so your heart your mind mm-hmm. your soul into mm-hmm. it and just yeah just that can take a lot at least for me that mm-hmm. can take a lot out of me and i i don't think i realized that when i started teaching that you know when you in, when you invest deeply in in relationships and people's lives, mm-hmm. that that that's good work. It is, but it's ho- it's hard, hard work. Both ever. things
1: can be true. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Good I hard. visited totally.
2: a bunch of student teachers this week who were yeah. at the beginning, right? And they all yeah. said how tired they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Doing this work full time for the first time. Oh.
1: And and that old say like there's no tired like new teacher tired, right. but but it's true. Yeah. 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 No, Absolutely. Teacher tired, not no, even new man. teacher. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Guys, I just want to share maybe a. It's not maybe it's
0: a bit of a question, but just share something from my week that maybe I was hoping to bring in maybe into this podcast. So please, over after New Year's before school started here, so somewhere the first week of January, I was thinking about students like we teach post secondary, and I was thinking mm-hmm. about the students on our campus. And I came to the, and I don't know why I've never thought about this before, but I, I suddenly had this um, bolt upright moment of sort of like, wow, like this is the fifth semester of COVID for our students. So, oh, yeah. so our our juniors, our third year students have never had a full year that hasn't at some level wow, been impacted really? by COVID. Wow. So, same with you know, grade two students, right? Yeah. They've literally they don't know that's what their that's their world. Like. That is their world. They actually have never experienced a school year outside of that outside of that world. And and I was thinking about our students, about the students in general, and just what what does it mean to be like for us twenty year old students or a ten year old or you know, Abby, you're thinking of of your children who are who are younger in elementary school what does it mean to flourish Hmm. um, in kind of with everything that's going on in the Mm -hmm. world around? thats The way it's impacting schools, the way it's impacting our culture, our society. And so in that context, in not wanting to assume assume what the answer to that question was, I I asked my students on the first day of classes here four questions, and I just asked for one-line answers, but the questions were, um, w- what do you need from the environment to flourish in this class? What do you need from your classmates to flourish in this mm-hmm. class? What do you need from yourself to flourish in this class? And what do you need from from me as a professor to flourish in this class? Um, and I I was really struck to the point where, to be honest, I got emotional at one point yeah. um, as one of the students. And there was so many beautiful answers, but one um, – one answer in particular was was um, I just need to be bold and brave. It was a really simple line, but it just really it struck it struck a chord mm-hmm. like, pretty deeply actually. And and so I just I'm bringing I guess those questions here to say yeah. um, for for you two what what do you need um, from yourself from others you know up and down our hallway here. Um, yeah, what do you need what do you need to flourish so I don't know if you want to start with thinking about hey what do you need for your from yourself
1: or what do you need from your yeah. peers that would help you flourish I, I just want to commend you for mm-hmm. taking the time to do this with students totally. first of all and and I think for our listeners too if they are in a place where they feel comfortable or maybe it's a bold step they need to be brave and bold too yeah. maybe to, but to ask that question yes. I think it's worth asking the question. And then, like, flourishing. I love that you're mm-hmm. using that language. Yeah. Like, what's going to be generative yeah. then? If you're flourishing okay. and, like, flowering, yeah. like, and, and I, I love that picture, right? That, yeah, how, how are they moving forward in, yeah. in their work here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah I sometimes I, sorry go ahead no,
2: I was gonna say especially leaders to ask that question oh, yes. in a, in a leadership position mm, yeah. and to be vulnerable and brave and bold enough mm-hmm. to ask that of the people that you're leading yeah
0: for school right. principals school, school principals, leadership teams. even even
2: teachers in classrooms, yeah, yeah. right like like you yeah. did, yeah. but also of organizations of teams yeah. of yeah. families
1: yeah. yeah. So your your question yeah. though, like what do you what do we need to, to flourish? And I think for for me, my simple answer to that is time. Mm-hmm. Right? I I always mm-hmm. feel like I don't have enough time, um, and I think that's true for educators uh, at any level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always asked to do a, a lot in the yeah. in the time that's allocated to us, and we never have enough uh, time for that. So I think that's one for me um, for me to feel like I'm really flourishing and not just surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, to make time for mm. important things um, both in my work and beyond mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah for sure i so i this is the first semester in how many semesters i don't even know three and a half years what i don't even know what that <laughs> translates to yeah. it's a long time that i don't have grad work oh, on yeah. top of my job yeah and i got sick this week so we had a stomach bug at my house yeah. and I, t- two of my kids well Two of my kids were sick one thought he was sick um, and so we I was Sorry. I was home from from school I had a one covered my class right one of our yeah. colleagues here um, I had a move student teacher visit but I couldn't believe it was the first day where I was sick and I laid on the couch and I did not work and I didn't drown
1: yeah, yeah.
2: like I I could be sick mm. for one day wow. and not drown yeah. And that to me was kind of a light bulb moment. Like Mm. I've been running at the edge of my capacity for so long that I don't remember what it's like to to take a day or have something like come along unexpected and be able to recover from it without everything else falling completely apart. And part of that's because it's the beginning of semester, so I'm not in a hole, right? Mm. I have everything planned, Um, and so it was an easy recover. Mm -hmm. And it was my low class Mm -hmm. day, so I didn't have a lot, you know. Um, so part of it was circumstantial, but part of it was I've been running at capacity for like over capacity for a very long time. And so I think that time thing is an important one for us to gauge where am I, where do I have room for leverage and for sick days and, and where am I pushing myself beyond the capacity to have, you know, room for the unexpected.
0: Mm -hmm. So to give yourself a little little room. yeah, a little margin, I yeah, guess, right? Is, is, so one one of the one, what I hear you guys saying is one of the ways that you can help yourself flourish is to give yourself the gift of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There, yeah, totally. That's, that's the and, problem, right? But what else? What, are there other things that come to mind that say, in order for me to flourish, I know I need to... Do this, receive this, create this. Sure. Well, what else comes to mind
1: for you? Yeah. Well, honestly, something like this, right? The, mm-hmm. the fact that I know I can wander down the hallway and knock on Abby's door for a second mm-hmm. and say, Hey, you got two minutes. Mm-hmm. And to be able to just have people in my life yeah. that I can rely right. on and Process. Think out loud bol- yes. how often do I wind up in your office saying, Hey, this is the thing that I'm thinking about yeah. in my teaching today? today right. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, to have people like that, yeah. that that really matters. That's huge. Yeah, no, that I mean
0: that that happened earlier today. So I I shared with Dave earlier today. I, I woke up at four, four thirty this morning and I never thought, you know, we've all had that. You get a busy brain, you start thinking about yeah, and a couple of different things that were somewhat anxiety inducing for me and my mm-hmm. head just started spinning, right? And and it's it's that idea. I was just carrying that sort of all morning, right? And it's like I just need to tell someone this. Yeah. You know someone i trust mm-hmm. so that so a to reassure me mm-hmm. um that i know i'm not carrying it alone mm-hmm. somebody you know that's just going to keep those things to yourself it's um you know my my daughter karina uh spoke at a banquet this weekend and yeah. she talked about this idea of the language the story we tell ourselves oh, yeah. in our head she referenced yeah. Uh, Brené Brown uses that language, right? And so the story I was telling myself in my head was not the real story. It was not the true story, and yet right. I couldn't stop telling myself right. yeah. that story. And, and in fact, it wasn't until I shared it with you, Dave, that I was, oh, okay. Like someone is someone just to hear someone say, mm-hmm. but that's not the real story, or mm-hmm. like you, and 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 a, and a no judgment zone a sp- in a shame free space. So that really resonates, right? It's yeah. just the who are those. You know, uh, our friend Tim Finsole and sometimes talks about who's your personal board of directors, yeah, right mm. right, and that's good for principals to talk, you know, who are their personal, but but I think that's good for teachers too, right? who are who's your personal board of directors right and and Dave and Abby, you know you're on my personal yeah. board of directors, and I'm thankful for that though, right and and I do it does make me wonder like how do we how do we try to be aware in in our k to twelve context for teachers who are listening like mm. Yeah, are there people that we're working with that don't have that Mm action? And there's some people who don't want that at school Mm -hmm. even, but but just that we have someone, right? Whether it's in our school building, whether it's in our neighborhood, whether it's in our church, maybe it's someone actually who lives far away, but somebody who in that moment can sit and listen and and help us re-narrate a bit of the story.
1: Um, that we're telling we're telling ourselves in our heads. So uh, one, one more I want to mention. So I'm thinking professionally. Like what, what do I need? We Maybe think personally and professionally. Right. What do I need professionally to, to flourish? Um, resources really yeah. matter, right? Like, yeah. like the resources that, that I need to do my work really well. I've mentioned on the podcast where I'm teaching this new course, this educational robotics course, yeah. and so far so good. We, we, we're underway. Yeah but i'm just so grateful that when i went to our department chair and said hey um, so i'm going to need to buy some stuff to actually yeah. teach this course well it wasn't even a question right yeah. like he was like what do you need and yeah. and to have a leader who is willing mm-hmm. and able to just say what do you need to be successful yeah. and i know like in especially in christian schools and small schools like money is always tight, money is, always, like, we're living on a budget and all yeah. that, right? But to just know, like, that somebody's got my back for right. that when I say, this is something I really need to do my work well. And,
2: and what a gift. I, I have a friend from grad school who teaches in the Pacific Northwest, um, big public school, and wrote a story um, about what a day in life of the teacher is like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she said it in October, and she was already out of her printing allowance for the year. Whoa. No way to make copies. Yeah. And then the internet went out during class. Yeah.
1: And right? And then what?
2: And then what? No. And so it just highlights yeah. no. that you do need resources. Just, just to do the yes. work that
1: I'm expected to do. There's resources I need.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. how frustrating to try to be expected to do something without mm-hmm. the necessary re- necessary resources to yeah. do it.
0: Right. And I remember I learned that yeah. from a mentor at somewhere along the line, this idea of try to say yes as often as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Give me a chance to say yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just that idea of, of yeah. And I think when you do that, right, like what do you need? Even there, you need resources. But even that just allows you to to take risks, right? to, yeah. You know, how do I get how do I get the school leader to maybe or like you know, um, just create that? I think that just creates that culture of of innovation, right? Versus why would I bother asking? I know what the answer is going to be already, That's right. and so. That's right. How do you create, even by saying yes, or, you know, creating possibilities, that growth mindset of how do we grow different programs or mm-hmm. new programs or, or current programs. So, yeah, yeah. I really like that. One.
1: And that's part of flourishing, too, right? Yeah. Being being able to imagine mm-hmm. different than what is right now, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. we're looking forward in, mm-hmm. in some way. And so that means you've got to have some capacity to imagine not just what is, but what yeah. could be. Yeah. Right.
0: One of the things that really struck me on in some of the responses from the stud, from the students, um, one of the a few of the words that came up quite a bit was this idea of, um, hey, I want to feel safe, I want to mm-hmm. feel as much as possible, like, hey, um, to understanding that, hey, I've got papers to write in this rigorous academics. There, I just feel like a lot of anxiety in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I'm afraid to be vulnerable. Um, I just want it to be safe to open up without you knowing. I can be wrong and not be laughed at. And um, I'm just wondering, yeah, like in your for you in your mind, why might you suspect those themes coming up? And and is that a is that a COVID thing? Is that a pre-COVID thing? And, mm-hmm. and how does that relate to flourishing? Because those are really because I even asked the students, what do you notice and wonder? And and they noticed and wondered, right? Like sure why why is this? Yeah. Why is this yeah. coming? Yeah, I shared some of them. I said, like, why is this coming coming up? I
2: don't think those are new needs. Yeah. I think those are mm-hmm. human needs that yeah. have always been there.
1: Interesting. Do you think, though, that people are more apt to say, say so to Right.
2: I wonder if that's the new part. I think right? so, too. Right, being able to name that. Yep. Because of an absence of it or because for yeah. other reasons, I don't know. Right. But but safety is not a new human need, no. right? Emotional safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want, but maybe the ability to articulate it is.
0: Yeah, I also wonder, and maybe this a, I'm wondering in the <laughs> wrong place, but I also wonder if they see so much of how um, how polarizing our culture mm-hmm. is right now. Mm. That they're afraid they're going to say something that's that's going to be without trying to be right. that's going to be polarizing, right. and they just right. want to know that that they can say that without someone just right away saying, right. "How can you think that? How right. can you believe that?" Right. Um, so I also just wonder if they've they've just seen a lot of examples. You know, like one of the students made a you know, as I was walking by their table, made a made a joke about, "Well, if you if you say that, you're going to be canceled for sure, right?" Mm. And it was this idea of like. Yeah. And I didn't respond. But just even to hear that mm-hmm. word come up, right. kind of in a joking way. But I was like, yeah, this is this is a reality for some of these young people, mm-hmm. right? This idea mm-hmm. that they they might be canceled. So, so what do you think we can do for our students? So we talked about personally, professionally, right. what do we yeah. need? Thought, any thoughts for you that you think, hey, how might we be able to help? Whether it's our students, young people in our communities, whether K to twelve, post secondary, mm-hmm. as adults, what might we be able to help some of the younger people in our life, whether your kids' age or university students, yeah. to, to flourish? And I guess when I think of flourishing, I'm thinking about two things, just to give you some context. Mm-hmm. Thinking about sort of to be fully the person God created us to be, be fully alive. But I'm also thinking about this idea of being in right relationships, the idea of shalom, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that, I, that's legitimate to say it, but in my mind, I'm, I'm associating shalom and, and flourishing. And so, yeah, I don't know how if any of those resonate with you, but I'm just wondering, yeah, what what could we do to help young people?
2: I, I introduced the concept of dispositions to my class yesterday, yeah. mm-hmm. to my freshmen and sophomores. Our teacher preparation program here has a list of dispositions for teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Things like collaborativeness, yeah. resourcefulness. Um, habits of work, habits of mind. Yeah. And I said we're gonna work on these and we're gonna be intentional about it and and you all can't do that together unless you know each other. So we've and I've been intentional about this is how we're going to get to know each other and we start with activities. I yeah. I asked them questions about their classmates on their quiz that's due yeah. this oh, yeah. week, right? For their first week of content. And I told them you're gonna be held accountable for this because so I think just making transparent what we're doing to try to build that community, because I think yeah. community oh. is the answer to a lot of that, right? Cool. It's it's hard to polarize someone that has just spent five minutes telling you about why mm. they had a favorite, you know, what their favorite yeah. teacher was like sure. when they were in fifth grade, which so is one of our check-in questions. You know, Not fifth grade, but just your what what characteristics did your favorite teacher have?
1: Something about knowing and being known, right. though, right? Like yeah. that yes. building intentional relationship really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being an understanding teacher, and and like of course I always want to be understanding, right? But like to recognize that our students have lives beyond the mm-hmm. 50 minutes that they're in my class, right? Yeah. And and I think that's true. Like I I did not do well always at this when I taught middle school back in the day mm-hmm. too, right? Like of course my class must be the most important mm-hmm. one that they're taking, cool. um, and and just to recognize that like. Yeah, how can we be for our students and doctors? Ex- I say this in internet education. Yeah. Like, I am for you yeah. and not against <laughs> you. Yeah. Like I don't need all the gory details of what's going on in your life, but if you have things going on in your life, say so, because Um, that way I can care well for you. Give me a chance to say yes. Give me a chance to care for you. And that's where I guess I'm looking at this, Matt, just the fact that you ask your students these questions. That, to me, feels like the biggest first Mm. step. Yeah. Mm. And to just say, like, hey, I I value where you're at as a person, and I want you to be flourishing, fully alive, and who God created you to be, and living in right relationships.
0: Oh, thanks for that. And and I guess that would be our encouragement for for teachers, principals, non-educators. Um, if you're on, whatever that looks like yeah. in your church, in your neighborhood, right? Like, take the time. I I think one of the a gift that we can you know you talk Dave about what do you need? You know you need time, right? But I I think a gift we can give others is the gift of our time. And I, and that might we may not have many margins to volunteer. I simply mean even like when you ask someone, hey, how's it going today? Stop and actually listen yeah. to the answer And if your gut tells you You know if the and another way for it to, of, to say your gut the holy spirit is working in you and you feel like you need to Pursue that or you feel like This person needs a friend right now pay attention to that pay attention mm-hmm. to that And, and, and I think our, our prayer then too is is that for those people to be a to be a friend in that moment? but also that the Lord sends them, those people too, right? right. That the people who need that person in their life. And, and I think one of the things we know to be true about teaching is that sometimes the smallest little gesture you can make, like, like you know, I wasn't thinking about any of this when I asked these questions, honestly. Yes. Like, it was mm-hmm. real poignant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think whether it's greeting a student at the door, you know, like, hey, calling them up after class and just saying, hey, I'm just checking in. I just You, you seemed a little... Yeah. You know tired or whatever though you know just want to know how you're how you're doing and i'm creating space to giving people safe ways to articulate that in in shame-free non-judgmental zones i think is so so important friends we know that your time is valuable and we want to thank you for joining us today for another hallway conversation whether it's in this day this week or this month we hope that the lord gives you what you stand in need of and as you go into this week we want to send you from this place with this blessing so may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a good week.
1: This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.